All right, everybody, how's it going? Uh, we are going to open this podcast with some sayings. I like to help uh, motivate some stuff. All right, everybody, what's going on? My name is Mike Toledo. We're going to do uh, a couple sayings I'm going to talk about that uh, that really kind of inspire me from generally from day to day, uh, from work to you know, the challenges, uh, maybe I'm trying to motivate myself to stay healthy, work out, uh, just everyday things. And generally this is for you guys since it's, it's more geared, obviously it's all geared towards PDR life, what we do, but obviously it has a lot to do with our, what we do as an individual and how we think. So uh, let's, uh, let's talk about some sayings. So I'll start out with this one. You only fail when you stop trying. How many times we, we, we know that we can relate to that, you know, especially you have a big dent and, um, you know, it gets hard and, and then you stop or you don't even try at all. Right. Um, so that, that's what I'm kind of relating to that. Uh, the other one is, don't worry about the mistakes. Worry about chances you miss when you don't even try. Again, it's related to the first one, right? And the third one, if your dreams don't scare you, you they aren't big enough, right? And that's, that's the truth too, all right? It, because it's, it's, supposed, it's a dream, right? It's, and, and it's supposed to scare you. Because there's generally, and when you're trying to go after something, you're doing stuff that's generally out of your comfort zone. And I think that's, you know, I've, I've been doing that my whole PDR career, you know, and thinking about, I want to edit. And I knew nothing about editing, so I wanted to edit. I wanted to build a website. I knew nothing about building a website, but I did. See, I used to pay people first to do all this stuff. And one thing about website stuff too, so I don't want to get it too off, so off subject here. But one thing about websites is just because someone says they can build your website doesn't mean they're an SEO specialist, doesn't mean they're a design specialist, doesn't mean that they're, they can make your website look great. Uh, there's a specialist in all that. Luckily for you, the best pdrwebsites.com can do that for you and do it for you within days fully create your website you should check it out i'm not going to shove it down your throat but you should the best pdrwebsites.com if you're looking for a website something easy to edit makes it look professional works fast loading all that good stuff blog ready that is the website to go you are going to be very pleased and uh You'll love the options and all the bells and whistles it comes with. So check it out. TheBestPDRWebsites.com Now back to the saints. If your I already said that. If your dreams don't scare you, they aren't big enough. And I've got two more. Or actually three more, okay? We'll get through these. But I really want you to think about this and then rewind it too, okay? Because they should make sense, sense to you. Nobody ever wrote down a plan to be broke fat, lazy, or stupid. Those things are what happens when you don't have a plan. 
It's it's true. When you're focused, that stuff doesn't happen to you. But when you just wing it, you're asking for all kinds of things to happen to you. You don't really have control of your future. You're letting the future just like mold you. Here's another one. You're not a product of your circumstances, but a product of your decisions. So again, if you're not focused and you don't take accountability for what you are deciding for yourself, your family, your, your future, well, like I said, your circumstance based on the product that you made a decision about, okay? The last one, which is sweet and simple, 80% of your, of your success is showing up. 80% of your success is showing up. Think about that. Doing, just getting after it. Going to the gym. Taking on that dent that you thought you might not be able to do. Purchasing those tools that are going to help you create you more money. Anyways, we're going to get in to the rest of the topics, but first let's, uh, let's get into our intro. Be sure to share the podcast on your favorite social media channels. Wondering how you can show your love? Head over now to Facebook and drop a like. All right, we got another nice little, uh, podcast here. We're going to talk about when I fail. What do I do? When I fail at a dent, which I just did yesterday. You know, you you, you either win or you learn, right? Uh, I think I kind of, well, I don't think I really won that one, but I definitely learned. And I'll talk about this. And I'm going to post a, a photo on my Instagram. I did post on my story. If you caught it, you might have saw it. So we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about the hail. You know, I get I get some questions. And my past student, he called me uh, the other day. And I said, okay, let me let me write that down. Because that was some good questions. And, I, and if he's asking the questions, there's lots of other texts that are answer, asking the same questions in their head. Okay. And we're going to talk about the necessities. What you should do. When, you, when it hails, like what are some of the ground things you need to think about? Now, there's a lot, a lot of stuff about to learn about hail. I'm not going to go into every single detail of this, but I'm going to talk about some things that you need to think about. Some of you techs think that your PDR route stuff is going to, when it hails, that you think that you're going to be able to, to get by. Well, I got news for you on that. It's different. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, I have uh, uh, one of our members from uh, Dent Trainer. He sent me an email asking about sharp tools and lighting. So he had some good questions. So I'm going to answer it. I'm going to answer it right here on the podcast because, again, I know it's it's a common question that some of you guys do. I will try. Actually, I'm going to consistently try, put this on my notes, that answer someone's question on my podcast. And 
obviously if it's good enough, then we, it's because I know it's, it's a, it's a common question that a lot of other techs have the same uh, questions about. So his advice, again, I mean, his, his question is about sharp tools and lighting. So we're going to talk about that and I'll read you his question and then we'll, we'll go from that. Now I don't talk a lot about drama on social media, but I feel like it has to be addressed. I'm not going to go into specifics about a topic, but I'm going to go in a general area about why I personally don't spend as much time as I used to on social media. It's a double-edged sword, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to, uh, last but not least, we're going to talk about Dent Trainer 2.0. Some of the attractions will be open and some of the attractions, the, the older attractions will be temporarily closed. I'll get to that uh, towards the end of the podcast. So hang in there. Okay. So we got a lot of juicy stuff to talk about. I can't wait. Hi, I can't even believe it's already two weeks going into that. I mean, I felt like I just did the podcast the other week and that's why I don't do weekly podcasts. I just, I just, even though I, I, I got content, I just don't have the time. It's just, it's very hard. Even for two, every two weeks is hard for me. I'd like to go once a month, but I, Half of you guys will just uh, boo me and freaking bug the hell out of me and, until I go back. But nonetheless, nonetheless, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, the listeners, are the crowd's getting bigger and bigger, and the audience, shall I say. And thank you. Thank you again for all the pleasant uh, comments on iTunes. It does not go dismissed. And I just want to say thank you again. I also want to touch base before we get into those topics. I want to touch base about PDR tool time. Boy, that show has come a long way. And if you're wondering, why does he talk about PDR tool time a lot? For you listeners who don't know my background, I helped start that podcast, PDR tool time. And some of you have been listening to me since day one over there and now listen, obviously still listen to PDR Tool Time, but also listen to me here as well. So you kind of know the history, but I'm not sure if you know the details of why I wasn't on PDR Tool Time anymore. So the main reason and straight up is I got burnt out. I got really burnt out every week. Uh, I was pretty much doing all the edits. John was doing some edits too, John Hiley. So John Hiley was on there. John, I, it was me, John Hiley, Daniel Grom, Vince DeLosandro. So there's only two original guys left on there. And there's two new ones, John Renstrom and Hudson Tansley. And I feel like it's like it, it, it's almost like a Saturday Night Live, not far as a sitcom, but the the staff. You know what I mean? It's still fantastic. It's just different. But getting back on track, why I left is because I just felt like I was getting burned out. I, between John and I were editing, and this isn't a knock at 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 the at the fellows over there. I'm just giving you uh, what's going on, okay? And why some of you guys might have thought. You know, why, why did you leave? You didn't, you didn't get along with them. 
that's not it at all. I do. I talk to those guys almost every day still, and impeccable relationship. Now that Cowboy Vinny Vince D'Alessandro is uh, working for Anson now, and congratulations once again to him. I, I just I just couldn't uh, do that part anymore. And second of all, I wanted to talk more than just about tools, and and we were really just mainly about tools and some you know techniques and things like that, which was which was fine and dandy. But I I really felt like there was more to talk about, and that's why I ended up creating my own podcast. And then I was doing it weekly for my own podcast here. But I was like, whoa. I'm not doing myself any favors. I I would go from one thing to the other and still go weekly, and I was burning myself out. My belief is I'd rather do less but give you better quality on the program. So I feel like I'm more happier. I'm more content to do podcasts this way. So there was nothing, no drama away from from PDR Tool Time and. Honestly, I'd, I'd love to go and basically hijack their show once in a while if they'll let me and, and take over as a solo host. I don't, want, I don't want any partners in crime over there unless, unless they, they, they want to. But go check them out, PDR Tool Time. You can go to the website, pdrtooltime.com. Their show has really, really uh, just gotten much, much better. They're funny guys. They're relatable. Good techs. And they love, love tools. So that, I just want to get that off my back. And I know it's been a long time. I should have said that a long time as soon as I started my podcast here. But now you know. Now you have a little bit of a history of what's going on. So let's talk about when I fail. Okay, I did a dent the other day on a Forerunner. And I actually, when I looked at the dent, I said, look, Bring it in. I want to take a look at it. I want to see if it's something I can do. Customer brings it in. I look at it. And I was like, ah, I, I, I was, I looked at it. And when I'm looking at a dent like that, I'm picturing how well it's going to come out. Just like all of you. And I told the customers, I really think, you know, my gut feeling thinks that this should go to the body shop. Man, can you please just try and, and even if you get it somewhat better, I'm willing to pay you. And I said, okay, I, I'm willing to accept that. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll give it a shot because I hate to turn down stuff if I didn't give it a shot. There, then that's why we have these sayings, right? Because you never know until you try. Well, the hard part that I thought that was going to be the most trouble. Now, picture this, the forerunner, the back of the tailgate, right below on the bottom part, he backed into some kind of fence or something it was a crease uh it's a vertical crease going against the bottom edge and that body line in the tailgate not not the top not above the license plate it's below the license plate right into the bottom part of the license plate a later model forerunner so 2019 i think something like that and it was pretty pretty deep but the buckle above it now i have pictures of it that was the part I was like, man, this looks like a pretzel. I mean, it was the, the body line was just distorted, nasty. And I said, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and try it. 
So I backed it in the shop. I hooked uh, one of those um, ratchet ropes and I took some like Cam Auto. I did Kiko and I did all kinds of little, you know, gadgets to hook it up because I wanted to slow pull and tap. So I wanted to slow pull it, pull the tension and tap the crown, tap that pretzel looking nasty distorted crown. And guess what? For the most part, it worked fantastic. Absolutely great. The part that I thought was going to be the most troubling came out so smooth. And that was a win. That was awesome. So I, what I learned on that part is that I know I'm very comfortable now of understanding how to release pressure a different way. When I normally probably would have, and I think this is a big mistake is I think a lot of you guys would probably take cold glue and see if you can just pull the hell out of it, see if it'd work. Now, here's why I didn't use cold glue, is you could have had a little bit of paint stress cracking on that crown, on that tweaked area. I knew, based on past experience, if I pulled that and yanked it like, like I normally will on most dents, I would split that, that paint, even though I was further away. That, that cold glue shocks the metal so hard that it also shocks the paint. It, it, it's, it shocks it so fast that the paint doesn't have time to react but split. So I knew that option was not going to work. The K-beam, the K-bar. I could have probably used the K-beam, the K but the K-beam can be just sometimes a little bit in the way on this situation. So I knew this was probably my only option was to use a strap, tie it to the motorcycle MPDR stand, because that was the only solid area where I could just strap something and, and then pull it. Now this glue I was using, I was using two types of glue. I was using hog glue and the new collision glue from, from Anson. Well, they're both technically from Anson. But it worked fantastic because I let it sit there for three to five minutes and it did not prematurely pull. It was just pulling the tension, click, 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 click. I was ratcheting the strap, right? I didn't put the brake on the car and it was rocking the, the, the forerunner back, like pulling it. And I was like, whoa, whoa I got to put the brake on because it was pulling the, the truck back. And so I put the brake on, finally got some tension. I do have some footage of it. So I'm going to put it on, it's a new section on Dent Trainer called uh, Win or Learn. And I'm going to explain it like this. Maybe I'll put that part of this part of the podcast on here so you guys can see what I mean. But I'll probably do a voiceover anyways. But ladies and gentlemen, the cam auto tabs and the hog glue and the way I had it set up, it, it, was, it was phenomenal. Really, really good. That part was working great. I also took the Kiko um, centipede tabs because, it, again, it had kind of a deeper crease going in here. This is where it starts turning. The, it goes a little south. So I put the Kiko centipede tab on there. I take the new slide hammer that you can slide that that apparatus over the the the, the tab of the centipede tab. And I start yanking, and it's starting to move, but I go, man, it's not staying. 
Uh, so we all know that's kind of a bad sign. When you are pulling like a mofo, you get all the pressure you want, but the center's not coming up. What's that tell you? Well, you, you got some tension on the outside, and you know it's stretched like a mofo inside. I was like, oh, no, here we go. I released crown down below of the, and now the dent went all the way down to the bottom to the edge of the trunk. Buckled. And I was tapping, releasing, tapping, releasing, tapping, releasing. And I just couldn't get it. It, it, it ended up starting to, to stretch. Now I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I think this is why I think it was my fault. So I used a sharp, not sharp tip. I used a, uh, an ultra red cap soft tip. And what was happening is that even that cap was making little poke marks, premature poke marks, because I was forcing it a little bit, trying to see if I could get it to move, trying to basically testing it. Well, that got me in trouble. That was actually holding the tension even more. And what I should have done was took a bigger tip and pushed more from the outside and move that metal more towards the center. And then I would probably have been able to push, but not with that tip. Still, I probably used, I should have used a bigger tip to push. That was my fault. I studied after I looked, I looked at the footage again. I looked at what, what, what I possibly did wrong. And I came to that conclusion. I was patient. I did everything right up to that point. The part that I thought I was going to have trouble on, I did fantastic. The part I thought I was going to breeze through, I did horrible. And I know I'm not in the same, I know I'm not in the, in the boat alone. I know a lot of you have come to that type of repair. But the main thing is, did you learn from it? Are you going to, how would you attack it differently? And you have to have some answers. You have to figure out what possibly went wrong. And I believe, and hopefully this helps you, is that I attacked it the center too soon without releasing enough pressure on the outside towards the bottom. Plain and simple. Would I do it again differently? Yes, I would. This is how I learned to do bigger dents because this is what I would do. I would, I would dissect what I did wrong and learn. Be a little more cautious. Do a little bit, not make any poke marks. And I, I'm not talking severe poke marks, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not talking like, like uh, you know, like a sharp poke marks. I'm talking just unnecessary soft poke marks. And the metal was very tight down towards the bottom. And so I, I would attack it differently, more from the outside, make sure that metal's there. And, uh, Here's another thing. I would have took that lift gate off this time. Just to just give me a whole circumference of the dent. I, ha- I was working with it on and I have already planned to take it off, but it was going so well at the time. I tried to get away with it, not putting it on. So taking it off and that uh, I think was uh, another reason why I don't know if it would have totally helped. I mean, totally made a big difference or if that was a make or break. I don't think it really wasn't, but it would have made my job a lot easier as far as citing the problem areas. So maybe it would have. 
So that is a win and learn situation. I hope you guys think that uh, you can take that for a grain of salt. Some of you guys have better ideas. I'll post, I will post a photo of it on this, on this podcast. So go to podcast 71, go to denttimepdr.com and check it out. See what you think. Because if you can't find it somewhere else, you can at least come here. And then on Dent Training, it'll be on Win or Learn. I have to post that so you guys can win and learn with me. So it, that's so that's what I, I had to come uh, come go through and work around. And I thought I'd share that with you because I don't think a lot of people want to share when they're not successful on a dent. I think that's where most people should should be able to share. Hey, listen, guys, I failed right here, but of course we we're gonna come to that, dude. Okay, we're gonna, I, we're gonna come to that. Double edged social media sword. I know a lot of you are afraid to to post stuff like that because you'll get jumped on. But we're gonna get to that subject too. So take that, listen to that. I'm in the same boat as you guys. I'm just saying relatable things. I'm going to be a 30-year tech in this business. I, gosh, I feel like a super old, but I still feel young. But I'm, I'm always willing to learn. Always willing to learn. Look, man, if you guys aren't trying, right, you're not, you're, you're not learning, man. And if you say, I've, I've fixed every dent, I'll never have problems, you're not challenging yourself then. You're definitely not challenging yourself enough. You're scared to challenge. And because you know why? I was a runner when I was younger. At a four-minute, 29-second mile, I was on my way to really doing well in high school, become a high-running, uh, long-distance runner, athlete. I blew the high school kids away when my junior year, my junior, uh, junior high, seventh and eighth grade, smacked the crap out of them. Had an 8 minute and 59 seconds, uh, 2.1 mile run. Anyways, enough of that. But my, my point is, when I got to high school, I stopped running. I didn't want to run anymore. And I told my excuse, gave myself the excuse that, you know, I, it's just too hard. But I, I wasn't lying to myself when I when I got older, I realized that that wasn't the, the real reason. The real reason was because I was afraid to fail. I didn't want to let myself down. I didn't want to lose. And I think a lot of you techs are the same way. You don't want to take on a dent that's going to bust your morale up. It happens, man. That's how you grow. That's how you get better. It's how you become more successful. It's how you create more opportunities for yourself. So that's a real life story. And it still lives with me because that's how I end up becoming better in life and what I do is because am I telling myself I can't do it or am I just saying I just don't want to fail? And I think that's the real answer for a lot of people. I truly do. So. Let's talk about hail. I got a, one of my past students called me recently. He's like, Mike, you know, I got this. 
I've got all, I, you know, I got, I wrote this car for $11,000. I'm like, 11,000. He's like, yeah, you think that's too much? I go, what year is the car? He's like, 2017. Uh, I go, how beat is he? he? goes, oh, this thing's just totally tore up and yada, yada. And it, uh, it's gonna, it looks like it needs a new hood and a roof. Okay. He goes, how long do you think it'll take me? I was like, dude, don't be a hero. What do you mean? I go, that roof sounds like it's going to need replacement and the hood's probably going to need a replacement. Well, how long do you think it would take take me? I said, your experience is going to probably take you two years. He started laughing. We both started laughing. I said, don't be a hero. What you need to do is go find a body shop, two body shops that will work with you and you give them work and hopefully they'll give you work. But you need to make money off of those conventional repairs because why would you try to fix something that's going to take you a super amount of long time at this point in your early careers guys you're trying to make money get the experience but not kill yourself okay so my point is make sure you build a relationship with one to two body shops because if it's really hailing in your backyard that one body shop is likely to be bottleneck and they might not be able to help you as soon as you want them to. So have a backup. Work with a couple of different body shops. Build relationships up with them. Give them work. And they're, believe me, they're, they're, you scratch their back, they're going to scratch yours. So make sure you build a relationship with them. Invest in a hail rod. Invest in carts, wires, accessories. You need two full-size lights. Hail is a different animal. You need different tools. You almost need, especially when it comes to lights, you need professional lights. And you need battery systems. You, you, you need to invest in a whole different arsenal of tools. That's what Dent Trainer is for, too, to help you understand that. Matter of fact, Jean Vidic uh, has released a course on Dent Trainer of his own. You guys will be able to check that out. And he goes over all the tools that he uses for hail. And he, he gives some pointers on, on that as well. So that's something to, to check out. But that is, again, I'm kind of, I, everything I tell you guys is about life experiences. Experiences, nothing. I'm not going to give you any advice that I'm going to make up or hypothetical stuff. Unless otherwise I state it. But I can't remember anything I I would give you guys advice about something I didn't go through or another tech wasn't going through. Not like I said, I wasn't going to spend too much time on that. Um, I want to talk about Nick. So Nick is a, uh, a, he says he's a newbie, but let me just read his thing. Hey, so he says, Hey there, Mike, my name is Nick and I've been on Dent Trainer member for the last 18 months. I'm pretty new to PDR. I'm a route tech in Louisville, Kentucky. I really don't want to end up with too many tools on my truck, so I was just wondering what you'd recommend as far as sharp tools are, are concerned. I have the normal ultra door set with the 16-way handle, which means the octagons, and have I thought about your sharp tool set, but I think it's only for doors. Also, have you uh, looking at the tequila adjustment six-piece set from Anson? So I think he's talking about the door lords or the uh, the new double um, uh, double shots but we'll get to that too also been uh, okay one more question I'm a line guy and I currently using a limit dent 
uh, version three, 20 inch light with a half fade and half quote eighth inch lines. Uh, I found that the fog is useful for finishing and getting everything level. But when I got a full fog lens, I'm lost. I'm looking to purchase a few more lenses and wondered what you'd recommend. Really appreciate your time, Nick. Okay. All right, Nick. Good questions, man. Now, I did release a video today. Uh, it, it was like 30 minutes long. I went on. Check it if you can grab it. Because the stuff, what I hate about Facebook stuff is that it, 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 it gets lost, man. Unless you save the video, you're not going to see it again. Or you won't know. If you're a new tech and you missed it, you won't see it again. But anyways, long story short, I go over. It's called the All-Star PDR tool set. And it's basically a bunch of tools recent from modern just recently to the past and tools I wouldn't leave home without or leave the shop or go to a job without. If I was a mobile tech, these are the tools I'm going to. I encourage you guys to go check it out. It's going to be on. I'll put that link to on here. So I got to put some notes down here to put down. Um, really interesting video. And I'm actually going to take that and put it on Dent Trainer too. So to answer your question, Nick. Sharp tools. Now, if you're referring to, here's a, let's start with the older ones and we'll go with the, the, the modern ones. The, probably the sharpest, if you're looking for sharp, all around tools is the Mark Zirkus set from uh, PDR Finesse. And uh, there's also another uh, PDR tool. It's on, it's on my, um, it's on that video, but it's a kind of like a slow bend uh, tool from PDR Finesse. Fantastic tool. And then, then you've got semi-sharp tools, right? You got the Reaper uh, made from A1. And then you've got, uh, you've got Ultra. Ultra has some sharp tools, but they're not. If you're looking for real sharp, they're, they're not the sharpest, but they're, 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 they will work. Keep in mind, the PDR Finesse and the A1s, they have their own handle system. So they do come generally with a, a ratchet. PDR Finesse has their own built on, and it's, it works pretty good. It, in my opinion, it's better than the, than the A1 handle. However, with the A1, you can take off that handle and use the new tactical handle, and it just works seamlessly much more comfortable. Or do like I do, cut that sucker off and put an octagon on it and then you're good to go and you still can use your current handle system. The next type of sharp tools, especially for the doors, I definitely, along with the Reaper, uh, you can go with the, the new Door Lords. Fantastic. From Anson. Uh, just absolutely fantastic. And they are money when it comes to sharp tools. They have longer ones too. So if you need to go through a truck bed or a side panel, they have you covered on that. If you're looking for a different, like a double bend sharp pick tool, not much of a pick, but it, it's called a double shot. It's kind of a blade sharp tool. Those are money. Those are mo the newest, latest sharp tools. And those kick butt. And those are the double shots from Anson. 
and, and they work fantastic. Between that set, that works great. There's also another one. It's called um, Sidekicks from Excalibur. And actually, PDR Finesse makes their own side. There's called the 226 from PDR Finesse. But Excalibur, you can get it at A1 Tools. They make a Sidekick version for the doors. Okay. And it's like a really unique wobble to it. It's, it's kind of, well, you just have to look it up. Um, sidekick and then 226 from Finesse. Fantastic tools. All those tools are going to help you as uh, far as finishing dents, tightening up the metal, going through the sound deadening, high strength steel, aluminum. That, those are the go-tos. You have to have at least some of those tools. Preference-wise, well, you know, that's what uh, I guess Mobile Tech Expo is for. So you can test and buy all those or check out those tools and try before you buy. But look at the video I just put and you'll see uh, it's a little bit more in person and detail what I'm talking about. And I hope that answers that question on that. Far as the, the lens. Now, you know, a majority of these guys out here are fog, straight fog guys. And yeah, don't give us crap, us line guys, man. So we are unicorns out there. Just remember that. You line people out there, we are unicorns. I'm just kidding, guys. Well, I love everybody. And here's the main thing. New listeners, people who, who are, you know, all about fog, all about lines, and everybody has their own take. Remember, it just comes down to this. It's not about the which reflection is the best. It's how well you understand the reflection is what matters, okay? And there's nothing wrong with being a hybrid tech, understanding both reflections. I think it's a huge advantage if you can understand both reflections. It's going to save your butt, guaranteed. But going back to answer your question on the lens. Now, you can get different lens covers. Anson sells all kinds of lens covers, straight lines, half lines. You might want to think about getting the hybrid Instead of having one lines on one side and fog on the other, you might want to put some lines directly in the center of your fog. Use that as your lines and have fog on the outside. Or just switch the friggin' get a lens cover, right? Because I know if you have the version 3, you should be able to switch that lens anytime you want. So I would get a straight line lens, and that way it'll give you more peripheral, and you can compare a wider aspect of your lines now you said you like to um finish with fog is it you said you just like to finish with fog right or finish well let me take a look at that i, I got so yeah, i found that fog is useful for finishing and getting everything level okay so yeah i mean that's the probably one of the things i do I'd, I'd have lines in the middle you can start with the lines maybe you try quarter inch lines because eighth inch lines can be really very too detailed so try quarter inch lines you might be able to finish better at the end generally i like to finish with eight and eighth inch lines because the smaller the line the more detail so try starting quarter inch first and then going into eighth inch lines that way okay but either way if you just want to switch out your reflection um, board i would try anson they got a big selection of lens covers james lee has some but as far as the lines he only does i think eighth inch Quarter, yeah, eighth inch in the middle and quarter inch on the outside. Um, I used to sell different lens covers 
I, I'm getting out of that, so don't go to me, please. Um, and besides, I think they're the wrong size, so I'm going to be right up front with that. And I'm really trying to get away from selling products uh, on my site, uh, except for certain small, certain things. Um, other than that, I hope that answers the question, Nick. And if you have another one, shoot it over to me. We'll continue that conversation uh, through an email. Okay. So we're going to talk about social media, the double-edged sword. Here's the juicy stuff right here. Thanks for hanging in there with me. So I told myself last year, I'm not going to be on Facebook as much. Um, I mean, as far as the groups and, and things like that, because in general, there are some, not general, I'd say, not say general. In some cases, there are some bad eggs out there who just want to be confrontational, who love to stir the pot. And quite frankly, I don't have time for that. I don't see how any of you guys have time for that. If you're a busy and you're productive and you're family and you've got kids, you got priorities. I don't see how you can waste one moment bickering, going back and forth. And I got sucked in the other day because someone made a comment. And by myself, that night happened. And someone tagged me. This is how it got sucked in because someone tagged me because I don't go into these groups just looking for stuff because I know better. I know better, but I engaged, said my opinion, but kept it cordial. And then I said something else and I had to delete it because I just said, you know what? I'm not going to go any further. Even though I was making my point, I didn't think it was necessary. I retracted. So here's my thing. And this is, I'm going to give you my opinion about social media. This is probably the first time I've actually talked openly about social media and you know, what my thoughts are about it. And I actually, I think social media is a huge tool. It's a must for you guys, but is it something where you guys should hang out? It's kind of like, I don't know what to say, kind of say it's kind of like a, it's almost like a bar scene. You know what I mean? You you stay into stay in the bar too long, you're bound to get in some trouble. Go in there for a drink, have fun, meet with some friends, get the hell out. Don't get drunk, don't get rowdy, don't get into trouble. It's kind of like what Facebook is about. And I mean drunk like as in like I'm being a, a, a metaphor, okay? I'm not saying literally. Some people are though. Literally, some people, I've seen some people who are literally drunk and, and just um, just going off on their tangent. Here, here's, here's what it comes down to. You young, younger generation, I'm not talking, when I say younger generation, I mean techs who are new, not as in your age, but people who are in, coming into this industry. That's a newbie. Those are the younger techs, okay? Not as an age. I'm not referring to you as how old you are even though most of you new people are coming in are younger. But as you get better, one day you're going to be a, mole, a role model to someone someday. And 
The truth is, will you be able to handle it? And that's what gets me. Is some of the best PDR techs in the world just don't get it. They just don't get it. What you say and do today affects what you do tomorrow. Plain and simple. Your actions, how you how you are, they're not going to remember you for, you know, how many awards you got, how many competitions you did, how many things you've won. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got three awards that I'm pretty proud of, but do you hear me talking about it here? I'm not even going to mention it. Do you see me flaunting it all over the place? I don't have it on my website. Actually, I have it on one of my training websites. But I don't flaunt it. Oh, and if I do, it's very subtle. It's just to as a resume. It's not to be thrown in your face and to help somebody be and 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 make people feel insecure. There's a difference. Establishing your resume, who you were, timeline is fine. But trying to throw it in people's faces all the time, pound your chest, that's not that's not helping anybody. And you think it's helping yourself, but it's not helping you either. It's putting yourself down more and more. Be careful on social media. Your words, people can't decipher sometimes the words. And if you're in person, right, you can really kind of read people better. But when you're talking behind a computer, it's very hard to read somebody. I don't care what you say. Very hard. Because things get taken out of context, right? They get taken out of context. And if you're doing something to prove something to someone but yourself, that's not called domination. It's not called, you know, you're the man. That's called a trapped ego. And if you're going to constantly try to prove something over and over to show someone, eh, you're in a trap, man. That's why I don't like being on social media, the groups. Hey, if someone's got an achievement, they did something cool, they put something, you know, something interesting, something helpful, and I see it, I'll like it. I'm not going scrolling deliberately through stuff and looking for stuff like that. So a lot of you probably think I don't participate in stuff because you think I'm stuck up or snot. And yeah, I'm not that I'm telling you my real reason why my friends, I've had 3,200 friends. I had to purge them all the way down to 500, not, and doesn't mean I don't like it. It's just unnecessary. I have a lot of personal things on my Facebook. I don't want to be judged. And that's another thing too. A lot of people are political, right? They really like your comment, but they won't say nothing because they're afraid of what other people think if they liked it or not. Total bullcrap. And I'm, I'm going to be quite frank. The friends on your Facebook who, who you're friending aren't your real friends. So just be careful. Until you... 
you should, the rule should be, and then my rule, I'm not going to tell you how you should do it, but my rule is if I meet you, I like you, we, we, we get along. I, I, and I met you in person and I like, and I get a good vibe from you. That's then fine. I, I, it's my choice if I, if we want to be friends to each other on Facebook, that's, that's how it should be. That's how I, that's how I do it for now on. Because of things like this, I don't want to feel like I shouldn't be myself on my own page. That's ridiculous. And to be honest, quite frank, what you think about me is none of my business. But I don't feel like I should be judged. And that's what's why the way I am. And I think a lot of people feel the same way. Some of you have thousands of friends and that's great. And it works for you. But at this point in time in my life, I have to focus on different things. And I don't want to waste my time on this because it takes up time. It takes up space in your head. It gets you like, you know, just, I wouldn't say upset, but it, it, it definitely uh, takes you off track. You know, I've got to read a story to my daughter or I've got to, you know, do stuff, spend some time with her. And I'm not there with her because I'm thinking about something else that bothered me. And that's not fair. So that's, that's why I think social media on for PDR uh, in a certain aspect is dangerous far as you're setting up your Facebook page and you doing what you're doing and get in and get out. I think it's the best thing you can do. It really is. You'll see yourself being way more productive. And matter of fact, you should find a niche, you know, find a niche in your market and dominate that part you love because opportunity opportunities are endless. When you do what you love. Look, if you want to get into motorcycle tanks, right? You can, and you start loving it. You're going to have tons of work because people see it. It's funny how people see the love of what you have. I'm going to talk about PDR techs, talking about customers. And no matter how you good you get, popular you become, how much money you make, how many friends you have, remember, stay friggin' humble. That keeps you happy, and happy keeps you healthy. Humble, happy, healthy. Remember that. That's all you need in this world. You're humble. You don't let anything get to your head. You're happy. Doesn't matter how much money you make. You're just content. As long as you and your family are healthy, what the hell else do you want? You know, like Tupac back in the day said, you know, I don't know if you ever listened to rap, but he said one line, dude. F the, f-, f the fame, right? Just give me the money. Well, <laughs> what he meant really is just give, let me be happy. I shouldn't even said that metaphor. I don't want to, I don't want to mix it up, mix my point up. But really, don't, don't be careful what you ask for. That's basically what it comes down to. So remember that. Humble, happy, healthy. 
If you can remember to stay like that throughout your career, I think you're going to be more focused. You're going to understand where you want to go quicker. Again, that's all you should want. PDR creates income to help you provide. That's it. Why are you all trying to prove something? It's funny. It's like everybody wants, you know, oh, look at my debt. Look at this debt. Like, dude, what about, hey, man, how much did you charge for that? Because I want to know so I can help myself. That looked like a nasty debt. Oh, I charged $775. Wow, really? I didn't think I could get that. Why not? Well, because, you know, I just I just thought well, my customers wouldn't pay that over here. Really? How do you know? Well, it's it's well, my competitors are lower than that, you know, yada yada. Well, your competitors are probably not using a price guide and you're not sustaining it and justifying it to your customers, but the body shops are. They they put it in a computer. They don't pull numbers out of midair. They have labor, paint, material, overhead, insurance. You have your insurance, your stuff. Well, I go into different topics, don't I? Just just like how'd you like that one, huh? I didn't know how many insecure mofos are out there. Insecure about someone doing bigger dance than them. Insecure about another tech making more money. Insecure about competition, an award, a shop they have, car you drive. Tough freaking crap. Get over it. Get and go get your skill, your shop, your money, your customers, your awards. And all that big bag of chips like Nike, just friggin' do it. You're in charge of your own destiny. Nobody helps you but yourself. Stop being a dick or a person who likes to start crap. Support one another and you'll feel good and you'll sleep better at night, guaranteed. That's all I got to say about that. That's period. That's generally why I don't go on social media. Now let's talk about the good things about social media. Okay. Cause I had to get that off my chest. Good thing about social media. If you understand what you're trying to extract, what you're trying to accomplish, it is very powerful. Just stay off the bull crap. Stay out of the bar. Don't go in the bars too long. Understand that's temporary fun and not a place to hang out. And if you market yourself right, put just as if listen, here here I said this a long time ago too. If you put as much time into your business social media as you did into the group's bullcrapping, you would probably do twice as better. You'd be way more productive. Consciously catch yourself, man. I need to stop scrolling here and start posting in my Google business. Start posting on my Instagram, doing a story here, breaking, taking my pictures and, and putting them in the little, uh, little, little filters, doing the, doing, being creative, putting it in Canva. Canva is a new, uh, that app that I was telling you guys a while back in one of my podcasts. I, it's very easy for you to customize with words, text, graphics, whatever you want for free. That's the kind of crap you guys need to concentrate on. Not this bull crap that you guys are wasting your time on social media. 
yes, okay, you're trying to learn more things about, you know, PDR. But don't get into the confrontation stuff. You start seeing it, get out. Find you're getting sucked in, go go start putting some time into your business. Go work on your website. I don't see how you guys have one, 10 minutes to waste doing that stuff. Speaking of productive, if you want to be productive and you want to learn a lot, especially on denttrainer.com, you are going to. You're going to learn tons of tutorials. The new Dent Trainer 2.0, I've been putting my foot in my mouth saying it's going to be out very soon. Literally, we are inches away from releasing it. We just have to just get some small things down. And I'm telling you, it's going to be great. You're going to like it. You're going to like the platform much easier. It's a nice community built inside of it. There's going to be some quizzes in there, discount sections. I'm thinking about, it's like Disneyland in there, man. It's going to be like that, okay? Some attractions are going to be open. Some new ones are going to be open. The old, some of the old ones aren't. They're not closed for good, but they're just, they're just remodeling. So when you go into this new den chair, I'm going to tell you, it's not going to be complete. It's not what you see isn't all what you're going to get. There's a ton of different things that are going to be in there. And if you haven't been a dent trainer member, now's the time to think quickly about coming on board. Okay. Now, if you can get on board right now, ladies and gentlemen, the pricing is going to go up. So you get at least sign up now and benefit later because the new pricing is not going to be the same as now. So anybody who signs up now is going to be grandfathered into the new pricing structure. I mean, grant, going to be grandfathered in to your current price structure as long as you don't terminate your membership. So that it, I just know you're going to like it. Plus, we have other trainers coming on board. I have a lot more trainers to announce, but I'm not going to announce them until they are done with their content. I know some, play, uh, some guys are pretty close, so I'm going to say it. Um, we've got Jean Vidic. He's, he's done with one of his courses. Christopher Ray, he's going to have two or three courses opening when Dent Trainer comes out. And we've got um, Jayma. Jayma is, oh my gosh. I want to talk about, because I've seen his content. He, he actually put some stuff out on the, on the Dent Trainer site, and I went through it. And it's remarkable. Now, he does it in Chinese, okay? He talks in Chinese, but it's very, very visual. You're going to love it. In Taiwan, they're not allowed to drill. They don't drill at all. They don't even take the panel off the vehicle because the customer over there, they don't even want the car. They think it's bad luck once you take a part off a vehicle. So you're going to be amazed at how well they do these repairs with the panels on the vehicle, no drilling. I don't know if I can do all that. JMA and his team at Superior are fantastic. One of the most humble, nicest guys you can meet if you ever get a chance to meet him. Super nice. Him and his whole team and the people that are just in the techs in, in Taiwan are passionate, man. I haven't seen a general population of PDR techs that are just more 
like they they they're just they just suck information and they give back to i am really encourage you guys to check out Jay Moss. He has his own course in the Dent Trainer too as well. It's not in the main course. It's going to be outside. So you guys are going to be able to purchase separately a la carte things too. The new Dent Trainer too is yes. So if you don't want to buy a main course, you just see something specifically that you want, maybe a bundle or something different. Like maybe you're, it, we're going to have all types of different things like that. We're going to cater for what you want. Okay. So if you want to buy the whole package for a good price, I encourage you. Um, let me rephrase that though, because again, the separate, the separate instructors are, they have their own pricing, so they are not going to be inside a dent trainer. The reason why we're doing this is because unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, it would be chaos trying to separate the revenue between those techs deciding, you know, what part they should get. So why not just have their own entity inside a dent trainer where you can purchase their their courses separately. So that's how that's generally going to run. We have more technicians coming, Spanish technicians. We've got, uh, I, I just don't want to keep letting the cat out of the bag, but we've got some, some really good technicians coming on board, uh, instructors, and we can't wait to start announcing them and start showing their, their stuff there. Anyways, that's it. I want to conclude this podcast. I really appreciate you guys, uh, as always, you know, checking things out, listening to uh, our podcast, my podcast. And uh, that's it, man. I, I revel on, don't I? <laughs> my name is Mike Toledo, as usual. Don't do anything I wouldn't do twice. If you guys have any questions, please hit me up. Send me a message. I'll get back to you one day. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Have a good one, guys. We'll talk to you guys later. See ya.